0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Awesome. Well, welcome back to another page turner with Big Dog and Little Steph. I'm Stephanie Menard.
0: I am Tom Hutchison.
1: And we're still doing this from home. So, woo-hoo.
0: Well, I always do it from home. Anyway.
1: I normally don't. So, (laughs) it's it's funny because I've been... You know, I think I've been home now for like eight weeks. So I don't know why this still seems so uh, weird, but it does. I miss the studio.
0: I mean, that's fair. Um, I, uh, uh, my studio is wherever I happen to sit down and put the microphone in front of me. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I get that people are uh, missing their routine, uh, mm-hmm. their, their way of doing things. That, that certainly is 100% a thing
1: yeah and you know the studio that i uh do my shows out of is uh the newest one that's in downtown and it's inside the detroit shipping company and so they have like all this food they have a coffee place they have like bars so like you i can go in there and i can get lunch i can get like a drink i can get coffee i can hang out and you know then go do my show and it's just like kind of a nice little escape but Mm -hmm. I don't get to escape anywhere anymore. (laughs) 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 Why can't someone just let me escape? Let me out. I know. (laughs) Uh, Well, after this, I get to go. um, I have to stop at the gas station. And then I have to go to uh, pick up some healthy food from Fit Bites up the street. Trying to keep my, you know, ass from getting too (laughs) 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 big Well, I'm in quarantine. Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. I'm telling you, I've been,
0: it is. And, and up here on the, on the wet, we're, we're East coast side. Um, I was doing okay for a while. I was out walking and whatever, but then it got cold again. And I was like, well, I'm not going out there in 40 degrees. Even if it was like 40 degrees, I probably could have swung it, but it was like windy and like mm-hmm. gross. And it's like, well, I guess this is just where I sit down and eat my chocolate covered pretzels and don't worry about it.
1: Get sometimes you just have to lean into it, <laughs> you <right>. know. <laughs> yeah, I went bike riding the other day. Ooh, don't mind my dogs. Uh, I went bike riding the other day, and it was so cold that my hands were numb.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I
1: yeah. I got like a mile done, and I had I had to turn <laughs> around and uh, come home because I, it was so cold. was too much. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous, and so then I you know ate a bunch of cheese. But <laughs> like you know, like I said, you sometimes you just have to lean it. Into-
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a cheese story. Uh, so cheese like five years ago, six I don't even, I don't know what time is anymore, but um, roughly five ish years ago, uh, after my divorce, I was just wrecked. I was just demolished from it. And I was like in bed all the time and just not, I'm not doing anything. Um, and so I would, I started to watch a lot of TV on Netflix, like just, like comedy, like things I would never have watched before comedies. Cause I was just trying to laugh. Like I was just trying to find a reason to have some emotion other than that. And so I was watching comedies and stuff and I came across 30 rock, which I had never seen before. I'd heard about it, but I'd never seen it. So I started watching it. I was like, well, this is all right. And I was watching it, watching it, watching it. And it was okay. And, uh, so for a couple of years, I kind of binged and re-binged that show for a while. Um, but after like my third rebinge on the show i can i have you seen thirty rock you know what it is basically
1: yeah i muted myself cuz my dogs are barking but i am obsessed with thirty rock oh, okay. i've seen the whole series like 10 times
0: okay least. cool so i got to so for me i was even though i was enjoying the show and i was starting to laugh again and start starting to like be alive again um i was very seriously still depressed and i was still eating crappy and and it would be like two or three in the morning because i didn't want to go to sleep um and so i would just be watching tv and i'd just be eating in bed and i would i would eat like just i would take like a brick of cheese and just like start slicing things off and um about my third binge through 30 rock i hit the scene where you got uh, a Tina Fey sitting at home doing the working on my night cheese and i and i immediately was like am i looking in a mirror right now like what the hell is going on and that kind of snapped me out of this quite a bit i was like i have to get out of this situation um because this is bad and so um, <laughs>
1: I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but this was hilarious. Okay. Give me one second. Go ahead and finish your night cheese story. I'll
0: be right back. <laughs> well, that's that. That was basically the end of the night cheese story. But it, it, like, uh, it, it sort of, it sort of just snapped me out of where I was. Like it was, it was, it. I mean, it was, it's meant to be funny on her end, and she's just going home and eating cheese instead of going out with you know friends and whatever right and, but i was kind of like whoa that's like me right now i mean this is like i could cosplay this at a, at a you know con and just be like tina fey eating cheese like this is exactly me and i was like okay i i i, I kind of shook that off and i was like okay i gotta like move and like do things <laughs> or you know i'm gonna cosplay job of the hut next year rather right. than than the night cheese lady so um you know, thank you to Tina Fey for uh, for 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 shaking up my reality.
1: <laughs> that is almost every time I'm cutting cheese like up to eat, I sing that song. I,
0: uh-huh.
1: it's, it's like an iconic moment in television history to me. Uh,
0: I think so. I think it's great. I think it was hysterical. The show. If you haven't watched it, it's great. It's funny. It's weird. It's meta. Yeah. I don't even know where you find it anymore. It was on Netflix. It's not there anymore. It's, it might um, be on Amazon or Hulu.
1: It's on Hulu. I still okay. I still have I'm I have like three shows that I kind of like go back and forth between like when I just need something like go to and funny. So it's 30 Rock, uh The Office and Parks and Rec. So like I'll rotate through like episodes of those and yeah. that's like my happy place. I mean Brooklyn Nine Nine is another one, but that's just recently been added into the rotation. Now that I've caught up to, you know, all the seasons and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it, it was something I just, it, you know, that was a random, random cheese memory.
1: So many great cheese memories. So I'm not going to bore you all with them. I, I ate a lot of cheese this weekend. So yeah, that's why I'm, you know, forcing myself to ride my bike and, uh, puffing and puffing my way through it. Cause I'm like. <laughs> I'm gonna end up cosplaying Jabba the Hutt next year, like if I don't, <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, you know, get it, get up and move in. So,
0: yeah, I've um, got a, I got a bike too. I got a. The, the weather's supposed to start to to pop a little bit, so there's bike trails over here that uh, I can I can get up and go on. I don't think I'm gonna get hassled for taking a bike trail. I yeah. don't know. who the who the hell knows anymore. Yeah, I mean, should- there's people on beaches that are getting you know. Tickets are an arrested and, and craziness, but um, and then there's other places. I didn't even realize this. There are what was it? Was it six or seven states that have no lockdown rules whatsoever, zero, really, and they have no significant reporting of corona jumps. Like it's not that they don't have it, but it's not that it's like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we're out and and things are going crazy um and it's it's very and they're kind of all over the place a lot of it is sort of like montana wyoming I
1: was gonna say it's like those up there have like yeah, yeah they but have like 15 people in the whole state sure
0: but then it's also goes down and it's like arkansas and 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 like down over here so again it's still not like you know Los Angeles area but uh, I found it interesting that they have zero lockdown um and and you know life is just sort of going on I don't know it's weird Well,
1: I think, uh, maybe they didn't have to do that because like they said, as long as like hospitals aren't like at capacity or or able to run the way that they normally run. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. Um, you know, I guess good for them.
0: Obviously smaller populations are going to be easier to manage. Um, and, and it could be that, you know, they all just decided, eh, We'll just stay home anyway, or they're on their farm and they're doing their thing. I mean, who knows? I just thought it was interesting. I saw that today, and I was like, "That's very strange." So uh, I just kind of—I just thought I'd throw it out there. That is whatever value it has.
1: (laughs) (laughs) None, but that's okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) We talk about what we want. It's our show. Yeah. We we say what we want, and nobody can stop
0: us. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. We do have some watchers in the room with us. Hello, Rob and Steph uh so there we got a few people watching and hanging out with us which is cool Cool. this is only our our second live version of this video live so uh you know we're we're kind of getting the hang of it
1: yeah it's uh like i said i'm I'm starting to get used to the whole zoom podcasting because i do this one with you i have uh every wednesday i'm doing um drunken confessions with my friends and then i have i'm doing indie vault wednesday nights and and thursday nights So i'm getting used to you know doing the the whole zoom podcasting it's just such a for me it's a very different experience uh after you know being in a studio with like really good equipment i have like the crappiest laptop i'm waiting for my new one to come in it's like held up in honolulu so like who knows <laughs> when it's gonna get here yeah uh, but I have like a crappy camera and I I don't have my microphone. I'm using like earbuds, you know, I'm, I feel very much out of my
0: element right now. (laughs) You got to upgrade Steph. We got to, we, we got to get you some of these and, and uh, you know,
1: do they have them in black or pink?
0: Uh, They used to, these particular ones are (laughs) shout out to my girl, Ariana Grande. (laughs) Uh, These are specific Ariana Grande versions that Mm. they made. Um, but I know that in the past they had different colors and, and different things. I went, when I went looking for these, cause I wanted a pair, I didn't want the Ariana's necessarily. I just went looking for these things cause I knew they existed. And, um, the ones that I used to see, like the black ones and so on, they just were gone. And, and it's almost like Ariana just kind of swooped in and was like, "Now nah, we're just going to brand this as me now. And, um. Uh, what I was, the, here's the, 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 the God's honest truth. I was just having fun with them. I was just like, this is whatever. I'm just going to buy some cat ear headphones. They're actually pretty damn good. Like I fully was expecting them to be kind of crappy and, and not great sound and so on, but they're legitimately good. So, uh, again, Ariana, well, whatever you did here, uh, it's, it's, it's all good.
1: They gave her money and she said, okay, you can use my name. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what happened, but it's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Thanks for getting money. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> no, if only people would, you know, pay me just, <laughs> just to like say I endorse it in in the dairy markets to like you, you, want me to, because I do talk about it a lot.
0: You got to, uh, you know, we just, we just have to get, we have to do this more so that we become more important. And then, you know, there will eventually be a Tom endorsement for, for cat ears for whatever reason. I don't know why. There you go. There was a time I was.
1: uh, They'll be called Critter by Tom Hutchinson.
0: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) There was a time I was drinking a ton of uh, vitamin water. And I would save all the bottles and like stack them up on my desk and I would take pictures up and I'd be like, Hey, anytime vitamin water wants to sponsor big dog Inc., you know, I'm right. here for you because I'm, I'm doing your job. I'm, I'm drinking your product and, uh, uh we're, we're, we're spreading it around, but I, I never heard back. So, yeah. You know, such is I'm, the life of the comic book writer, we're not important enough to endorse anything.
1: No, no. Uh, we can oh, barely my-
0: endorse our own things. <laughs>
1: We have to hustle like so hard to endorse our own stuff, like <laughs> <Let, laughs> get somebody to pay us to endorse their stuff. Uh, yeah. On my other, one of my other podcasts, shot of history. Uh, when we first started doing it, we were always drinking um, bullet rye or bullet. Whiskey. That was like what we get our shots of. And so we would call them our official unofficial sponsor. Um, and so we sent him an email with like some clips of the show and they sent us like a bunch of free glasses and stuff. I was like, nice. fancy now, but I mean, nice. like, send us any free liquor. So oh, that's
0: like, uh, that's like Red Lobster. I mean, that's the official restaurant of Big Dog Inc. I mean, whenever we are on the road. Uh, I take the crude red lobster. So uh, again, you know, maybe <laughs> some, bag? maybe, maybe just uh lifetime free biscuits. I don't know. Something yeah. throw it my way.
1: Does, do you bring like a tote bag and just drop as many cheddar biscuits as you can? I mean,
0: we today? should, we should, you should just bring them to the con the next day. Like, yeah, here's, here's your cold cheddar debate.
1: Well, instead of paying like, you know, eight bucks for a gross hot dog, you get this, cold cheddar biscuit i would take that for free over an eight dollar gross hot dog any day
0: <laughs> okay all right well there, there's if we ever you
1: know, are at a con together again because who knows
0: i'll keep who it knows yeah no the, the shows i'm I, I am fully of the opinion that there will be no conventions this year um someone yeah. was talking to me about next year cons and i'm like yeah i mean that's it's feasible i i, I think that by that point we should have kind of our social distancing rules in place. Maybe they'll be closer to some sort of vaccine or whatever. And and I think next year it will kind of come back, but, um, but even then really, I'm, I'm not rushing out anywhere. I mean, my, my thought process will still be the same. If you want me at your show, shout out to whoever's listening convention promoters. If you want me at your show, if you want big dog ink at your show, you're going to probably need that table at, at, at a, at a comp you know, or, or a hotel room at a comp or, or something along those lines, because especially now with all of the changes that are happening with, with online conventions and so on, the convention scene is not going to be the same as it was next year. Um, It's going to go through some dramatic changes. There's probably going to be a bunch of shows that don't happen uh, just because this year is going to throw off their finances and all kinds of stuff. Um, And then who knows what the attendance base is going to be. People might still be scared to go out. So, um, if you want me at your show, you want big mm-hmm. dog Inc at your show, we can make this happen. Um, but my ability to make money, is not dependent on cons anymore. So, uh, I'm happy to go. I'm happy to, to be a part of the show. I am happy to help elevate your show in any way you can panels or, uh, portfolio reviews or whatever you want me to do. I'll go live from your show and, and promote your show. Um, but, the the days of just uh, going out and deciding I'm going to throw a thousand dollars at a show uh, on a whim just in case to see if it happens I think those days are going to start to uh, fall behind a lot of people.
1: Absolutely, and tell them you want cheddar biscuits too.
0: <laughs> in my contract, That's- every day yeah. <laughs> I wake up with cheddar bay biscuits at my hotel.
1: Yeah, and they're not cheddar bay biscuits
0: and green MMs.
1: Yeah, there you go. Only That's please. your ask. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I got my first painting commission. I uh, saw that
0: you're painting Godzilla once one cell at a time.
1: Yeah. Well, sh- it's, it's a, it's a, it, nobody's seen it yet. Wink. Nobody's seen it yet because it's, uh, you know, until the person gets it, nobody's seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not finished, but, like, the first layer is done. Um, sure. And, yeah, I did show you a sneak peek because the person it's for isn't going to care that I showed you yep. a little bit. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, it turned out I, I used a new technique because I'm always trying um, to – improve. like, I'm not – I don't do – traditional painting. Like I can't make happy little trees. I'm not like a Bob Ross. I do like abstract and like poor paintings and, and just weird stuff because that's what I'm good at. I don't have like the type of talent that some of these, some of these painters have that like they can paint realistic people and it blows my mind. Um, but I really enjoy doing it and I've gotten pretty good at those types of like doing abstract stuff and doing, um, different, techniques to like come up with um just just all kinds of different um like textures and like it's i don't know it's just been really fun so it was kind of awesome to get i sold paintings but i haven't been commissioned to like make one specifically for somebody so i'm kind of excited i'm like people don't think i suck holy shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: no that's great that's That's always good right of course yeah when you (laughs) don't suck yeah
1: I I try not to, but you you can put that
0: on your business card now. I don't suck.
1: Yeah. At least one person thinks I don't suck. So there we go. You got to start with
0: one before you can get to a thousand.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, um, Oh, do I have it down here? I think I do. I do. Guess what I got in the mail from you, Tom.
0: Oh, I got it already.
1: I did so. I got my uh, Shahrazad package with all this fun stuff. There was so much stuff in here.
0: Yeah, boy. I didn't
1: realize. Like, so I'm just gonna, I'm uh, just like dumping crap out all over the place. I got this magnet and this um print, which is, I mean, it's hard because of the yeah. Reflection. You get weird it's glare, really...
0: but yeah, foil foil prints. Yep.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, some cards. Ooh, they're really, they're really nice. Whoever like the art on all of these is really cool. And like what I liked on, on the back, there's like little descriptions and super cute. And then, um, the sticker, this lady has boobies. Check them yeah.
0: Out. Yeah.
1: Check, check out those boobies. I'm a fan of boobs. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and this cool poker chip with pictures on it. And then you know, the comics. But
0: <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah,
1: that I means Han wrote them, so it's like next bonfire. I'm just gonna. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love them, um, but no, this was it. Uh, was a really cool package. Now I'm gonna say one thing. Yep. I was cursing your name as I was unpackaging it because there was so much damn tape on this package.
0: But <laughs> you have know, heard of me?
1: Yes. Yeah, I was cursing your name. Because I'm, I'm like, God, T- Tom. Why? Why is there so much tape? Now it was packaged really well. Uh, everything came fully intact. But I was just like, I just wanted to open it. And I'm like, so
0: take care. <laughs> Well, it's it's here's the thing, and and this is something that that people that do Kickstarters and so on have to figure out for themselves too, how they want to do it. My job is to make sure the books get to you in perfect condition. And people have said, well, you got to use like painter's tape, like that blue tape and stuff. It's like, the reality is, is I don't trust it. The fact that you can peel the tape off easily tells me everything I need to know. Uh, Because if that somebody decides to play hockey with your package on the way to your house, um, that painter's tape is going to not hold as well as, as the packing tape that I use. So yeah, I strap it down, baby. I mean, I don't want it moving an inch. Uh, because it's too easy for something to move just a little and, and a corner gets dinged and suddenly I have to replace a package. I have a, a bent out of shape, uh, customer. I would much rather you guys lose a, and I actually had a customer who stopped buying from me because when he got his stuff, he opened it and he pulled the tape off and it wrecked one of the bags and boards, the, you know, the bags, you know, the free nickel bag. And he was like, dude, you, I, you destroyed this bag. And I'm like, uh, is the book Okay. And he's like, the books are great, but the, this bag. And I'm like, is the book okay? Yeah, the book's fine, but you you wrecked the bag and board. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't got an extra bag and board in your house? It's not my job right. for the bags and boards to get there. I'm not selling you bags and boards. Those are free. Uh, those are sacrificial to the comic book gods so that the books arrive in good shape. And and you know everybody's going to do their own bagging and boarding and, and, and shipping differently. Some people use those Gemini things. Honestly, I don't like the Gemini things either because you're still bouncing around in there. I just don't like them. Um, it does some nice protection around it, but the things are still moving in there. I don't want anything to move. Um, so that's it guys. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with me, uh, stuff is going to get strapped down. It's going to be bulletproof and, uh, you know, End rant on shipping.
1: you know, if anybody's looking to be like tied up or taped down, apparently Tom's your guy.
0: Like, I got you.
1: <laughs> hit, hit him up on social media. Doesn't doesn't matter what your gender is.
0: I got you. I got you.
1: <laughs> Do you like, like pooping you out? <laughs>
0: Trust me, I know what I'm doing.
1: Just, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but I. Uh, but the package was, I mean, I everything looks really nice. I haven't um, read it yet because I have a stack of Kickstarter books that I got in. I also got in um, this one uh, by Kaylin Smith, for goodness sake, uh, which this, this was the first one I got in. So I finally finished this uh, yesterday and I absolutely love her art style and like the color palette that she chose for this is just excellent. Um, and I know that a lot of people got their got their copies this week so awesome job kaylin i love it um but yours is next up because i finished that one and then i had one other one it's not down here i put it
0: um, did you ever finish, stairs, finish antoinette but. we we never really even talked about antoinette we were going to do that a long time ago but you never finished it did you ever finish it you know or what? is this or is this a star wars know, story because
1: i have a problem I, no, 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 no. What ha- no? What ha- happened was I put it somewhere in my office, and then I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> so I, I, it's in there, and I, I've been cleaning up a lot of stuff. So when it's office time, I'll find it.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
1: My office is like so. It's like my storage for all my packaging materials. All of oh, my no, I understand books. That. I've got like four bookshelves that are filled with um, paperbacks, hardcovers, graphic novels. Um, like, I it, and then I have like my desktop is up there, and my it, it's just a like it's just there's a lot up there. Yeah, and uh, sometimes like I'll be in the middle of cleaning something like down here, and I'll go, oh, I'm just gonna put this up in my office. I'll get you know whatever. I'll deal with it later, and then I lose it. I found a shirt that I've been looking for for like two months the other day in my office. So there you go. (laughs) You know, you think with all this time that I have on my hands, I would like get organized up there, but I've organized like pretty much everything else, but my office. Like that's the last thing.
0: It's too much stuff in there. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's, I mean, everything here is all just shipping and comics. And uh, I mean, all of this is, is getting shipped out. You know, it's this this whole area is just pure like wall to wall comics because mm-hmm. uh, I'm shipping Penny and Shahrazad at the same time. So um, it's a lot of work, man. Doing Kickstarters is a lot of work. When do you do you have a uh, uh, Aeonian three time frame?
1: Uh, well, actually, um, I the book's actually almost finished now. Um, I just have like a couple more pages to get uh, lettered. And um, the cover, and then uh, it's good to go. So, I'm going to start putting together the Kickstarter uh, this week. So, I'm hoping to submit it by next week. And then, let um, me look at my calendar here. Doo-doo-doo. So, my hope is to have everything like set to start um, in like two, so, like maybe June 1st like a okay. money release for June 1st. That's what I'm aiming for. And I don't want to, you know, give it a hard date because I have to figure out like the stuff that I usually use for like, um, like backwards. I have to check and see what's open. Uh, like what places I can still order Oh, uh,
0: This is true. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, before I even get my Kickstarter going, like I have a little bit more planning than I normally do because I have to contact The people I usually, you know, get my get certain products from because there are a few different places, and make sure they're actually, you know, still open and able to deliver. And then, like my printer is in Plymouth, so I can drive there uh, and do curbside pickup. But I don't know if they're still open. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they are because they are a small business. I think there's only like five people that work there. So I'm hoping that they're open. So I, yeah, this. COVID thing is making it a little bit more complicated, but, um, I might just have to simplify the rewards for this one. And there's a lot of people waiting on this book. So I know they just don't really give a crap about all the other stuff that I'm going to add. really want the book. So I'm, I'm going to get it out there. I just uh, needed to do a little research first, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Um, I've, I've gotten lucky. My printer was deemed an essential business in their town. So they've been printing my books. Um, all the folks that are doing all of my stretch goals and everything are still popping. So, uh, you know, Um,
1: who does your printing by the way, for your rink
0: Rink printing in Indiana does my, my printing. They've done it basically. I don't know, like eight out of 10 years that I've been doing this. Very Um, cool. They are to, to be, for those that are looking for a printer, they are not, and this is not to cut them down, but they are not the cheapest uh, option out there, but the quality that they do is, is a level that, uh, you know, I think most people want, whether you can pay a little more for it or not is, is a different story, of course. But um, I will tell you that quality of product, when somebody actually picks up a comic book and says, oh, what? what is this? When they put it in their hands, um, if the paper is nice, if it's a heavier cardstock, a cardstock cover, whatever, mm-hmm. those things are noticed immediately when people pick up your book. Um, yeah. Now, again, that doesn't help us when we're online and selling stuff online, but uh, right. from a convention standpoint for next year, when we're, we're all getting back into it um, quality of product not just the 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 art and and so on, but the actual physical nature of your product, whether it's an art print, whether it's stickers, or whether it's the comic book or whatever. Uh, as soon as people touch it, people are very mm-hmm. tactile, and as soon as they touch it, you will see in their eyes like, "Oh, this feels nice." You know, this is uh, this 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 feels like something's in my hand, and and uh, you know, yeah. and and they they you'll see it in their face, and then that's when you kind of dive in, and you're like, "Hey, you know." Uh, this is my book and uh, blah, 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 blah. And you just try and, and you make your sale. But, you know, there's, you can go cheap and just get it out. Right. Or you can take a little bit of time and effort and level the product up a little. And uh, that should in turn help you kind of, I, I don't want to say make you better, but, you know, it it it's it's just, it's a little more quality. You know, you're buying Sony instead of buying, Generic brand of uh-huh. of you know TV or whatever it is. It's just a little bit better, and uh, you know it makes your brand, whether the brand is you or your book or whatever, it makes your brand come off as a little more impressive. Fancy, yeah, dude. Like, and I'll <laughs> tell you, we actually we spend a little bit more on our books by accident, because when I started making comics. Uh, We sent our stuff into our printer for the first time. I had no idea what page weight was and thickness and all this kind of crap. I had no idea what was going on. So they were just like, well, we can do it this way, this way, this way. And I was like, yeah, do it that way. So it came in and the first books we ever printed came in with these cardstock covers on them. I was like, oh my God, uh, this is not like a normal comic because normal comics are, are they're literally called floppies for a reason because they just flop around because the covers are generally the same page uh, paper as the insides. And uh, so I was like, well, probably we should go ahead and just switch our cover stock when we do this again, because we'll probably save a little money and and so on and so on. But before we got to that point, we had done some conventions and people were picking up our books and going, ooh, this feels really good. And so we were like, okay, we're just going to stick with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, well- clearly it's work. No, but that's yep. awesome. And I asked about that because I know that um a lot of people who listen to our show are, you know, people who are either a in the business, b wanting to get in the business. So, yep. I thought, you know, mentioning like who you use. And I use um Greco Printing or Comic uh Wellspring. They're in Plymouth, Michigan. Um and they've been amazing. Uh they can their turnaround time is insane. Uh very high quality. Um really nice people. And so I've been using them since I started, Uh, but it's nice to have like options. So it's nice to know that about your printer, because if something happens, like, you know, I'm about to play in this Kickstarter. And if my place isn't open, I know that yours is. So I might say, Hey, I'm going to use that resource.
0: Yeah. You never know. You never know. Um, We have uh, the folks that do those trading cards that you have there. uh, That's artist express down in. um, Oh, hold on a second. I, I, Somebody's at my door.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. Well, then I will just sit here and talk to myself. Uh, I wonder who's at Tom's door. And I hope it's not a serial killer. I guess we'll find out. If he doesn't come back, it's probably a serial killer. <sighs> and he was just getting to the good stuff. Cause I was about to ask him um, where he gets all this like crazy cute stuff that he adds into to his um, Kickstarters because I usually do uh, prints, which I also get through uh, comic, comic Wellspring depending on the size. Um, I've also used a couple other printers that, Oh, print from home or I print from home. Uh, they make really nice glossy uh, uh, prints. So um, they're another one that you can check out. They're a little bit pricier, I think, but um, I definitely uh, recommend them for quality. And, uh, But I haven't done anything like Tom's got, you know, poker chips and magnets and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm just, I try to keep it simple because, you know, I'm only doing this for half the time he has been. And, you know, he's kind of taken me under his wing. I'm learning. So, yeah. Whew. Perfect. I just ran out of stuff to say.
0: All right, guys. That was uh, the post office. You didn't Wait. get
1: murdered. I'm so happy.
0: No. no I post- assumed. She did not go postal on me.
1: Yeah, I assumed it was a murderer. I was like, who's... During, you know, this quarantine, nobody knocks on your door, right? Yeah,
0: she's early. Normally, she's not here till like 3 o'clock. Um, <laughs> and uh, now I'm out of breath because I just ran upstairs.
1: hoo you got your cardio in. Uh-uh.
0: I'm done. I'm taking a nap now. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I, while you were gone, I was talking to myself about um, some of the places that uh, I've used for, like, prints and stuff. But I was sure. going to ask – you started talking about where you got the cards, your mm-hmm. your playing cards made. So why don't you go ahead and finish with that? Because that was actually something I was going to ask you because you have a lot of different um, things that you use for, like, uh, backer-like bonuses. So. Yeah that I've never used. So I'm interested to hear where you get these different items from.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the, the trading cards and the, the foil prints um, come from a place in Arizona called Artist express. Uh, they've been doing a job for me or been doing the job for me for basically since we started, they will do all kinds of stuff and they do printing as well. Um, so a lot of our like short run, like hollow foil covers and things like that, they do those too. Uh, because a lot of times it's harder for the bigger printers to do that kind of stuff. Because Rink is like a big printer. I mean, they're there for you if you need like 3,000 units. You know, they're they're going to be able to do the job for you. But when it comes to doing like 10 copies of something, um, it's often more efficient just to, you know, get those like digitally printed. Right. Which is what Artist Express does, basically. Um, So they will do all the trading cards, hollow foil stuff, all those kinds of things. And then the stickers... And the magnets I get from a uh, sticker mule and.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And they do all kinds of things. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I I've barely even tapped that resource as far as, you know, all the types of things that they do. We do the die cut stickers with them. We just did that magnet. That's our first magnet that we did. Um, you know, they do all kinds of shapes and sizes. They can do anything for you. And then, uh, the metal stuff, uh, you got one of those metal cards is done by fairy metal in, uh, Las Vegas. And they do our metal covers and they do our metal trading cards and, you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Very cool. I just yeah. made a little list on my keep notes. Boom. I know. See, I was I was uh, pumping you for information. The
0: secrets of Big Dog Inc. are leaking out everywhere.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> you too can be like Big Dog Inc.
1: Well, you know, it's always good. I've Like Sticker Mule, I, I've heard of, actually. Uh, the other two I haven't. I haven't heard of Rank, and I haven't heard of Artist Express. But yeah. um, I'm definitely interested in checking out Artist Express because I really love those cards. I mean, I don't know if necessarily if that would work for any of my Kickstarters just because I don't know how I would use them. But I like sure. the idea of some something like that. So it's mm-hmm. definitely uh, some good knowledge to have for the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything can be modified for, for what your product is. You just have to figure out what it means. You know, for me, uh, the trading cards were just, we, we wanted to do like a throwback to the old like Marvel universe trading cards. And cause we, with us, we have so many different characters that it made sense to kind of do all of these little uh, things for, for each project that we do. Um, and each one kind of has a, a similar framing and so on. But um so that it all kind of unifies. So if you're buying Penny for your soul and princesses versus zombies and you get the cards, they're going to look like they're from the same set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but you know, you just have to figure it out. Like what do your, what do your backers? I mean, obviously they want the book, but right. what, at least hopefully. Right. Um, <laughs> but from there, it's like, okay, what, what, what makes sense to the project? You know, uh, like with Penny for your soul, we started doing poker chips because it's a Las Vegas, uh, uh, based story, but they were so popular that we've done them for Scheherazade. We've done them for Oz. We've done them for princess versus zombies. Now it's because people are like, Oh, these poker chips are so cool. So, you know, you never really know. And, and I think that ultimately it doesn't matter what your freebies are. I mean, I've seen people do some completely stupid freebies, Mm -hmm. uh, like guys, this is dumb, but it's just free. It's just something, it's just, it's not meant to be some epic, like, Whoa, it's just like, Hey man, we're having a little, we're having a good time. We want to thank you for supporting us. Here's a bookmark or here's a, right whatever it is, a, 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 a guitar pick, you know, it's just kind of fun, extra stuff. But I will say that if you can find a way to tie in your stretch goals to your product in a, in a specific way, like I said, the poker chips with the, with the uh, penny for your soul also we did like playing cards our metal cards were playing cards so, like kings jacks jokers that kind of thing it tied into the to product and kind of got us really kicked off well because people were were it made sense it wasn't just like some something out of the blue um sometimes that's harder to do of course but uh if you can um i think that that's Gonna again. We talk about leveling up. You know, just little tiny things can help level up whatever your project is. Whether it's leveling up the book, whether it's leveling up the campaign, whether it's whatever, whatever, whatever.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think if I had, um, if I took this whole trading card idea for anything I wrote, it would just have to have like serial killers or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, they made serial killer trading cards back in the nineties. I mean, that's a real I know. thing. They
1: yeah. did. See, So that's
0: what you should do. You should take that idea that serial killers trading cards and modify them into your vampire characters uh, for, for your, uh, for your, your book. There we go. Yeah. I'm
1: stealing that idea. It's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Take it. It's mine now.
0: (laughs) Trademark Stephanie. Just fool with it. I mean, there's there's so many different ways to to take things. Everybody's so worried about trying to make something that's like hyper original. And I'm like, you know what, guys? We live in an era now, specifically now, uh-huh. where there is so much content that there is virtually nothing you can do that has not been done somewhere, somehow, some way. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about coming up with this original concept or idea because probably it's not as original or as you think. Um, Even if somebody did it on a very small scale that you've never heard of, it's probably there somewhere. So somebody was talking today on Facebook. They were like, Hey, I want to do this super violent, dark humor, sex and bad language and smoking book. And I'm like, so what? You know how many of those books exist on the market? Who gives a damn? What is going to make your dark, humor, violent, smoking sex book different from all the other ones that are out there. Tell me, tell me how you're going to throw a twist on it. And, right. and, you know, it was like, um, I hate fairyland. Uh, Scotty young did a fairy tale book. Um, but the kid, instead of being like this, Dorothy Gale, la, 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 you know, she was a freaking running around fairyland with an ax and and taking it to the monsters. So I don't really care what your, concept is, because your concept probably exists somewhere else, right? Take the concept to the next level. What is the presentation of the concept? Because that is where you separate yourself from everybody else. That's where my Oz is different from everybody else's Oz and so on.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Now I'm going to make a a book where it's just, you know, sex, drugs, smoking, uh, and bad language. And that's it.
0: And that's it. Just, just it's just. There's no story. It's just no. characters are just. Hey, baby, you want to have sex? Want to smoke? Smoking. Yeah, ah. you know. <laughs> and like, a- that's it. It's just 20 pages of just debauchery, and yeah. that's it. And then you're done. It's a it's Tarantino exactly- movie. It's it's nothing but a Tarantino movie. There's nothing there. There's nothing there, but hey, we're drinking, we're smoking, we're screwing. Okay, we're done.
1: Hey, I th- I feel like that's an insult to Tarantino. I think he's very witty. His writing is very witty. I love his...
0: Uh, we're going to get into an argument right now.
1: Okay. No, that's fine. We can't. No,
0: but I'll, I'll tell you this. And tell me tell me your thought, because I actually had this discussion with somebody not long ago. Okay. Uh, I, I can't remember how it came about, but somehow Tarantino came up. And I think we were talking about actors or something. And uh, basically, he said that Tarantino was a great writer. And I said something to the effect of, Oh, he was like, "Hey, words." We were talking about writing, and he was talking about words are the are the best. Tarantino writes the best words. Blah 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 blah. Something like okay. that. Again, I'm paraphrasing. But I came back and was like, "No, it's not really the words. It's the execution of the words because you can have Leonardo DiCaprio say a line, and you can have Ian Ziering from Sharknado say the exact same line.
1: You mean from the original nine oh two and oh?
0: That's right. Yeah, and." <laughs> you're not getting the same effect. So it's not the words. It's the execution of the words. Specifically. We're talking about in movies and TV and so on, because you know, when it's in comics, it's whatever. But so while, while Tarantino might write a great line, if a shitty actor says the line, it's not necessarily going to have the same effect as when a good actor says the line. And so he, he jumped down my throat. All he, he was just like, no, Tarantino writes the best things. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I could step onto a Tarantino set and say the same lines and I would not be Bruce Willis. It's just not going to be the same. Um, so while, and, and that's one, it's a, it's a thing for me that I've, I've often said, and as a writer, I feel like I can, I can say it. Although I've, I've changed my position a little bit over years. Um, writers are for the most part a dime a dozen because we can all write words. But then there's levels to writers where you know there's a beginner, there's sort of an intermediate, And then there's a guy who, like a Tarantino, who understands that the words have more meaning than just the words. And he can translate that into a visual effect and so on and so forth. So I don't tear down Tarantino from a, from, I don't really tear down Tarantino at all. I don't really like many of his movies, but I have a respect for him because he just goes out and does what he wants to do. So. I want to make this movie. I'm just like this guy. Hey, I want to make a sex drugs and smoking movie. That's what Tarantino does. He's like, Hey, I'm going to make a, this Western movie where they all get snowed in and, and we get two hours of everybody's life story. And then at the end, everybody dies. Sorry. That was hateful eight, you know, in, in 30 seconds instead of three hours. Um, but he just does it, you know, he just goes out and he does it and, and that's fine. Go, go do your thing. Uh, in fact, I just watched Django the other day because that's one of the movies that I actually like quite a bit um but you know it, it's it, it i think that tarantino is kind of similar in what we were just talking about and that he's very into the presentation of whatever it is that he's creating yeah um but for me the execution of it the story of it is what often falls short for me because it's it's oftentimes just kind of this meandering back and forth like did you see the uh the hollywood one that he just did i can't remember what it's called once upon a um, time in hollywood or something no
1: i haven't seen that one yet um i i heard it was good though it's it's I'll, not
0: well uh, that's, that's the thing nothing tarantino does is necessarily bad but like for me like what it, my my specific point is is that it just is kind of and we'll use hollywood as an example it just kind of goes over here and kind of goes over here and kind of goes over here and when you're done there's not really resolution. There's not really like story points that are parallel that meet. Like there's no, there's just, uh-huh. th- there's nothing there. And that's, that's kind of the way that I feel with a lot of his movies, not all of them. Um, But that's how kind of I feel like with a lot of them, same with hateful eight. I was like, does anything ever happen in this movie? The guys, these guys are just like sitting around in the bar screaming at each other. Um, So that's where I, that's where Tarantino loses me is I, I feel like his stories aren't stories. They're pieces of stories. And without a a sort of resolution at the end, everything just kind of feels like, what did I just watch?
1: I, I can definitely understand that. Um, I think, I guess my take on some, like I liked Hateful Eight, but I understand, like what I, this is just what I get from uh, from Tarantino. Is that I like the way that he makes you more interested in the characters than the actual story. Like I want to hear these people sit around and bull shit for an hour like it's entertaining to me and he gets great actors to do it he does it. get
0: great actors all the time and i think yeah. that's what elevates his stuff for sure
1: right so you're, you're getting to watch these really talented actors have like you know and you're just hearing like the weirdest shit but for some reason it is really entertaining um you know hatefully it kind of reminded me a little bit of reservoir dogs because it was pretty much it all took place in pretty much. I mean, it obviously didn't start off in the same room, but.
0: Yeah, having, mostly a one location thing.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of that. And there was all like the the talking between the characters. And I really like Reservoir Dogs. So maybe that was why I like that one so much. But I don't know. I still find it entertaining. Like even if there are like uh, Jackie Brown is probably my favorite movie that he did. Oh my God. I love it. I
0: can't watch that either i
1: love jackie brown okay a the music's really good but that's <laughs> that's a whole other story um, but i just i loved everything about that movie to me that's like entertainment from opening credits to the end um, but again it's just me difference yep. of opinion we yep. can have uh,
0: he is he is very character driven less story driven right and and, and again, that's not for all the things like Django is very much a story. Like you're, you're just oh, like yeah. pure room. Um, even, even uh bastards is more
1: you know, kind of a story.
0: So th- there's definitely things that I like that he's done, but um, he's, he's missed more than he's uh, hit for me. So,
1: and, and yeah. there are people that are, well, and I get that. And there are people that are like into every movie that he's done and they will like kiss his ass over yeah. everything. And I'm like, no, I'm going to look at every movie he does as his own entity Yeah. I, you know, I respect what he does, but that doesn't mean everything he makes is going to be good. It's like with anybody. Yeah. yeah um, you yeah, can yeah. respect somebody, but not everybody's going to hit the mark every single time. And if you just say, oh, it's a Tarantino movie and it's going to be good, then you're <laughs> really missing. You're really missing what is so great about entertainment. Like just because somebody's name is attached to something or somebody that is a name is attached to something does not mean it's going to be good. And, you know, you're missing out on maybe some of the stuff that's made by lesser known people. It's just like with indie comics. See how I like brought that all around. You like that? <laughs> I know. Um, but so I think that, you know, in, in film, there are a lot of the people that, um, you know, especially with like horror movies, um, like Ari Aster, like kind of came out of nowhere with a uh, hereditary and um, like kind of changed the game. And now, you know, we're getting people trying to imitate this person who's fairly new. I mean, well, is pretty new to the genre. Um, <clears throat> there's a movie I just watched called The Lodge, and I felt like they were definitely trying to steal thematic elements that I I have seen so many horror movies, and I I can, to me it seemed like it was stealing directly from Hereditary. There are specific things like using a dollhouse and I don't I won't get into it. It's a long story. But so you're looking at these people that come out of nowhere and then all of a sudden have this, you know, they're like, oh my God, this person's so talented. now everybody's up their butt. But they did other things before this. And they just had this one big break that got backed by the right person. Right. Got it in front of more people. So that's what we indie creators are. We're those people that are making the good stuff and maybe don't have, you know, some big producer backing our product and we're doing it ourselves. So that's why I say, you know, you can't look at Quentin Tarantino and say, everything he's going to do is going to be good. And you should look at other small filmmakers and just keep an open mind because big names don't mean big things for a movie. Yeah. Or comics.
0: There's plenty of, there's plenty of big name movies that tank. I mean, you know, it just doesn't mean a thing. You know, it's, it's, it's what the the thing is. So, you know,
1: Absolutely agree. Well, it looks like we're, we've come to an end. We've made it almost an hour. Look at that. Spectacular. We did it again. I'm always surprised. I I shouldn't be. We're talkers. We're good at this. (laughs) So, um, Anything you want to talk about before we wrap things up?
0: Well, we should mention that, uh, princesses versus zombies ends tomorrow on Kickstarter. Yeah. Tomorrow is the final day we have, uh, we've got like five reward levels that are already sold out. A few more are very close to being sold out. So, um, please, please, please. If you're watching this, uh, go to Kickstarter, look up princesses versus zombies, become a part of it. We have, um, let me see where we're at. We were very close to breaking our, there's another pledge that we just got right there. Um, very close to breaking our backer uh, record. We are currently at 562 backers. Yeah. Um, our all-time record is 586. So we're only, uh, you know, we're less than 20 away from breaking that record and we still have whatever it is, 36 hours left. So uh, come in, join us. We're about to unlock another stretch goal. We've already unlocked 14 stretch I goals. <laughs> the
1: package I'm getting from that's going to have a bunch of cool stuff in it. I know, too.
0: right? That's it's, all just gonna, it's just going to, it's just going to be a giant box just full <laughs> of stretch goals. And then at the bottom, there'll be a comic book. Oh, by the way, you got a comic book too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, here you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so princess versus zombies. It's really fun. Goofy. Uh, you know, meta parody take on the zombie genre blended with the princess, uh, sort of the, the, the cliche, sexy Halloween princess thing. Um, so it's been, it's pretty fun. Um, if you guys like horror, if you like zombies, if you like, you know, kind of Buffy the vampire slayer type of thing and, and all that kind of thing that is uh, that is princesses versus zombies in a nutshell. And then right when we, when we come back in two weeks, That will be the week that we are leading into um, May 22nd, which is actually World Goth Day. Yeah. And so we are going to have a bunch of BDI uh, goth goodies on uh, May 22nd. It'll actually be goth weekend for us because we're going to do stuff all weekend, but there will be some specific fun stuff on the May, on May 22nd for World Goth Day as well. So um, yeah, we got all kinds of, all kinds of things happening. And then this summer we're going to, we're going to kind of have our official, Ten-year anniversary specials for uh, for Critter and Penny for Your Soul, um, who are both ten years old this year, um, and uh, we'll be making our announcements for that for for late June and late July. So there's uh, there's still a lot coming.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I know you're going to end up kicking that backer. You're gonna you're gonna make a new. Backer reward or not their backer counts. Yes. There we go. Blech, can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to beat that number. You know what I meant. <laughs> I have faith. You still have, you have plenty of time. to do
0: We have it. plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. That. Yeah. So okay. be a part of history.
1: Yes. Be a part of history. You guys uh, go on Kickstarter and check that out. And then, um, yeah, um, I will fill you guys in. I'll, I'll know more in two weeks when we come back for the show. So I'll have a definite date for sure, but I'm looking at June 1st. Mm hmm uh, so for, uh, Aeonian three and, uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll be back in two weeks. Um, until then be safe, be good. And, uh, we'll see you soon.